Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. On this day in 1835, Texans and Mexicans skirmished near San Antonio at the Battle of Concepcion, the opening engagement in the Siege of Bear. Some 90 Texans, under the command of James Bowie and James W. Fannin Jr., defeated a force of 275 Mexican soldiers and two cannons. Mexican losses included 14 killed and 39 wounded, some of whom later died. Texas losses included one killed and one wounded. Now on to today's podcast. Please note that nothing in this podcast should be construed as legal advice for a particular situation. For specific advice, consult an attorney. It's said there are two guarantees in life, death and taxes. Both can get pretty complicated when it comes to real estate, but death may have more implications on a transaction than you think. What happens when a buyer or seller dies during a transaction? What kinds of deaths is a seller required to disclose to potential buyers? Does the seller need to notify potential buyers if the house is perceived as haunted? The challenges of a real estate transaction where death is involved are enough to send any licensee to an early grave. Real estate attorney and former Texas Real Estate Commission General Counsel Carrie Lewis talks about how to navigate death and real estate in her latest article, Death and Disclosure. License Holders, Legal, and Ethical Responsibilities. She joins us today to share her insights. Thanks for being here. Glad to be back. Does a seller or agent have to disclose if someone died of COVID-19 in a house that is being listed for sale? So under Texas law, a seller or a seller's agent has no duty to disclose certain deaths. And those deaths are deaths from natural causes, suicide, or an accident that's unrelated to the condition of the property. Uh, Deaths from COVID-19 would fall under natural causes and would not have to be disclosed. What kinds of deaths must be disclosed to a buyer? So as I referred to above, if there's an accidental death on the property that was due to a condition of the property, that would have to be disclosed even if the condition um, that caused the death was subsequently fixed. Let's say you had a, you know, a rails between a staircase that were wider than what, what code would and some child fell through there and died. You'd have to disclose that death, but you could also disclose that you had, you know, you fixed it. The other thing that has to be disclosed would be something like a murder. And even if the murder predated the seller's possession, if the seller knew about the murder, they'd have to tell it. According to your article, about 43% of American adults think ghosts can haunt people or places. Does a seller need to disclose death related to suspected paranormal activity? Yeah, I found that really interesting when I did my research that the percentage was that large. I had no idea, but Um, If we're we're going back to the statute that we just talked about, uh, paranormal activity is not specifically mentioned, but the statute doesn't refer to who caused the death either, right? So uh, if the seller 
thinks the house is haunted by a previous resident who committed suicide, Teller wouldn't have to disclose that because suicide's not required to be disclosed. But what if the seller uh, believed a demon murdered somebody on the property? Then I would think the seller would need to disclose this because the death was not from natural causes, but rather, or suicide, but rather a murder. Um, I think the best practice is disclose any paranormal activity the sellers think happened there. I mean, let's be honest, the neighbors are going to fill the new owner in on it right away when they move in anyway. Um, but, you know, based on the statistics for at least half the population, this information may be important information that impacts a buyer's decision to purchase the property. So I think it's something that they should. I don't know of any case law on this. I don't know if it's ever gotten to that point. What happens if a seller dies after a contract is signed? What if the buyer passes? Okay, so first of all, contrary to what many people think, if a seller or a buyer dies, it does not automatically terminate the contract. The signed contract is still binding on the seller's estate and the buyer's estate. And so um, the seller still has to sell if the buyer wants to, to continue and the buyer still has to buy under the contract unless there's another way to terminate it. Um, if that's, if that's what they want to do. Um, so, so it's a matter of, of, you know, making sure, finding out what your clients want to do, finding out what their rights are. And this would be a, a point where you'd say to your client, if you're a license holder, you need to see an attorney about what the heirs rights and remedies are. What best practices should an agent follow concerning any kind of death related to a property's sale? Yeah, so when a death occurs prior to, to closing, as we were just talking about, the first thing the real estate license holder needs to do is let their clients know the closing will be delayed and find out what their clients or the client's heirs want to do. Um, you know, on either side of it, you have to let them know it's going to be delayed and we got to figure out what everybody wants to do and what their rights are. Uh, they need to recommend that their heirs contact a probate attorney as soon as possible. And they probably need to prepare an amendment to contract because, like I said, it will inevitably, the closing will inevitably be delayed if the parties want to continue. Um, one thing to keep in mind, agents should not try and play attorney or um, give any kind of advice that could be legal advice because, one, they're not allowed to do that, and two, they could really muck up the waters. This is the time for attorneys and title companies to take the lead as to who has the right to buy and sell the property and what termination rights either party have. To me, from an ethical standpoint, if, if you know somebody has died in the home, especially recently, uh, whether the statute requires you to disclose it or not, I think... Um, I think the buyer would want to know that information. And if it's something that affects their belief system, they should be allowed to make a decision whether or not they want to terminate the contract under whatever terms of the contract would allow that. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, Always a pleasure, Haley. Thanks again, Carrie. Don't forget to check out her article, Death and Disclosure, License Holders' Legal and Ethical Responsibilities, 
on our website. Click the link on our podcast webpage to read it. You can also find the article in the October 2020 issue of TG Magazine. We also posted a link to Carrie's latest research articles and podcasts. Did you know you can easily read and share TG Magazine online? We posted a link to our digital magazine on our podcast webpage and YouTube description box. While you're there, subscribe to email notifications so you always know when the latest issue is published. For even more from the Real Estate Center, check out our research library. It includes a wide variety of economic reports and research articles. Our latest topics include Texas border economy, equitable subrogation, iBuyers, Austin housing affordability, COVID-19's impact on the Texas economy, and more. We've included a link to the research library on our podcast webpage. Recently, the Real Estate Center went live on Facebook and YouTube for our first ever Texas Real Estate Today live stream. Center Chief Economist Dr. Jim Gaines, Research Economist Dr. Luis Torres, and Research Associate Wesley Miller shared their insights and answered viewer questions about the state's housing market. Did you miss the October 23rd live broadcast? No worries. You can watch the replay for free on Facebook and YouTube. The links are down below. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you're looking for more from the Real Estate Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, blogs, news, and more. You can also check out the Center's News Talk Texas database, which is updated daily with the biggest headlines in Texas real estate. You can also subscribe to Recon, our bi-weekly newsletter to get the biggest stories sent straight to your inbox. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Real Estate Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at RECenterTX on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reeder, and I'll see you next time. Happy Halloween. Bye.